0: Today is Sunday, April 23rd, 2016, and this is Radio Free New England with Chris Merritt. In today's episode, we brush off our green thumbs and talk gardening. But first, the news. Donald Trump was in Bridgeport, Connecticut over the weekend, telling voters he's doing the hard work of keeping them awake. After one of his campaign advisors said that Trump would change his image post-convention, Trump told a crowd that being presidential was easy and made a series of mocking serious faces. Then he told the crowd that he'd keep up the antics on the campaign trail. Meanwhile, Bill Clinton was also making the rounds through Connecticut, shaking hands and meeting voters for Hillary's campaign. Along the way, he made a stop at Pepe's Pizza in New Haven with their famous New York-style pizza. The latest Quinnipiac poll is Hillary Clinton ahead of Bernie Sanders by nine points in the nutmeg state. But imagine how much larger that lead would be if Bill decided to grab a real Connecticut classic, a grinder, instead of the slice of pizza. Connecticut and Rhode Island primary voters select their choice for the Democratic and Republican nominees this Tuesday. Well, it's late April, and that means gardeners all across New England are poking the dirt, turning the compost, and starting to plant. If you search the web, you won't be at a loss for seeds, sets, or starter plants. But how do you know which one is the best? TheGuardian.com gives you some tips for buying in-store, by catalog, or online but I'm here this week with a different approach to getting the best bang for your buck. Pick up any packet of seeds in the end cap of your Home Depot or your local grocery store, and you'd be forgiven for thinking what you had in your hands was simply cucumbers or tomatoes. They're that, but there's so much more. You see, growing your own means that you control what you eat. Grabbing any seeds is a good start, but some people like to go further. Some like to make sure that their seeds are organic you know, not coated with chemicals or antifungal sprays. Others like to know that their variety of tomato is open-pollinated, or even a hybrid. Open-pollinated means that the plant reproduced in nature, whether by bee, butterfly, or by hand. It goes into the ground, sprouts, grows, is pollinated, and sets seeds in a cycle that's been going on since before humanity existed. Hybrids are a different story. Hybrid sure has a green-sounding name to it if you're talking about a car. But if it's veg that you're after, hybrid usually means genetically modified. Sure, they can be planted and intentionally crossed with another variety. But often this occurs in a lab and not out in the great outdoors. Some hybrids, like their open-pollinated brethren, are bred specifically for certain traits. They may be more resistant to molds or bugs, or they may grow in a shorter season. Something important for us New Englanders. Oh, and hybrids are sterile. Think of hybrids as a plant version of a mule, spliced together for one generation that won't reproduce. If you're hoping to save seeds instead of running back to the store next year, keep away from those hybrids. Finally, there's a type of gardener who's into organic and open-pollinated seeds, but takes it even one step further. This person is the heirloom gardener. You can bet that he or she doesn't use Miracle-Gro. They're doing their own compost, and they're planting in a way that's been done for centuries. Because they're into plants, and the style of planting, that's been done for ages. They're looking for varieties of plants that have been around for a hundred years or more. Most of these veg are rare varieties of things that we eat every day, but they're not the variety that you see in the grocery store. It's the purple carrots, the black tomatoes, the exotic-tasting melons crowded out by watermelons and cantaloupes in the store. Then there are the really unique vegetables that haven't been grown in 50 or 100 years. These are plants that were preserved by some of the homesteads with historic roots up and down the eastern seaboard, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello among them. With heirlooms, there's surprisingly plenty to choose from, thanks to renewed interest in preserving the diversity of plants and food in the past 20 years or so. Of course, with heirlooms and non-hybrids in general, the added bonus is that if you're frugal and plan ahead, you can plant a few extra plants, let them go to seed, and save them for next year cutting down on your costs, and giving you a new generation of seeds that are even better adapted to your own particular plot. So now you're looking at this seed packet at the grocery store or your hardware store with too much information in your head to make a decision. How do you choose? Well, to me, it's simple. If you bring home a seed packet, cultivate a plot, plant the seeds, water them, fertilize them, do some weeding, maybe put up a support or two, and when the harvest comes, you have a conventional hybrid cucumber that tastes like something you bought at the store, then it's not worth it. If you're really going to get your money's worth, grow something organic, open-pollinated, and original. Even if you could find that at a farmer's market or a farm stand, you'd be paying a premium to get it. Better to put the time and effort into caring for that seedling at dollar fifty a pack and harvest something unique and delicious. So don't delay. Do a little digging before you get planting by looking into the varieties that you'd like to try. There are many online retailers specializing in heirloom seeds. Just type in heirloom seeds and your state into any search engine, and you'll get a long list of options. Purchase, plant, and grow according to taste. Happy planting. I'm Chris Merritt for Radio Free New England. We'll see you next week.